Welcome to The Devil's Popficate, where a happy couple take a contrary positions on a hot topic of debate and argue it out until they are very unhappy, just to be perverse. Because if you can't be perverse with your partner, then who can you? Hello! Hey, we're back! <laughs> yeah, a bit, of, a bit of an absence for a while, you know, life, and actually there was a bit of a thing briefly where we thought I might have the dreaded COVID. Yes, that was, that was great crack. Yeah, but, uh... so thankfully I had the, you know, pleasant swab and it wasn't, but, you know, there was yeah, things happening. Tickle that... your brain swab. Yeah, oof, God, that That's thing. Nice. When people, I love how on the description actually the leaflet they gave, uh, gave us, it was like, um, <laughs> it's all like, oh, it might be a bit tickly. Yeah, see, as, uh, listen, I can tell you, as, as a nurse, right, that is, there, there, we tell some of the greatest lies, like, oh, it'll just be a pinch while I saw off your leg. Yeah, you know? but I love that, it's like a tickle, yes, if you were tickling literally the back of my brain, maybe, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like, my God, and it's like, I remember I had, uh, I had eye surgery when I was a kid, and I remember them rubbing this anaesthetic cream into my hand, where I was going to have, I don't know, the injection to knock me out, and I'm going, this is magic cream, Yeah. you won't feel anything. Like you're a Freddy, is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, and my last few seconds before I went under, they put the injection in and it was I remember thinking hey that hurt and then absence just absence kind of thing and thinking what liars they all were I I had a niece this once tell me uh, just before he gave me the profile put me under he just said oh just so you know this is the stuff that killed Michael Jackson night night (laughs) (laughs) that was terrifying okay I feel he was slightly you know slumming on the care of duty there to reassure you (laughs) imagine that being your last thought I I knew I'm going out like Jacko yeah What yeah. a way to go. Anyway, hello. So that's partly why we've been uh, away for a bit, but we're really excited to be back in the studio today, our little makeshift studio. In fact, Dave has revamped it because uh, we did. he didn't like the setup before. I really think you're, you're overstating what I did. We swapped places. We rearranged the studio. <laughs> What's this we? <laughs> Fundamentally, Dave rearranged the studio while I made him coffee to do it. So, you know, yes. that's, that's, uh, that's working together. That's teamwork. That's... Uh, yeah. I'm supportive. So, yeah, we're actually, <laughs> yes, you are, dear, dear, dear. Thank you so much. Oh, God, use dear. I'm trouble. Yeah. Uh, so, look, yeah, we're, we're really happy to be back anyway. Uh, it's, yeah, as we sat down, it was like, oh, my God, I missed being here. And it's like, it is the back room in the house. But like, <laughs> <laughs> we never enter, as lest it is to record. Land. Yeah, um, um, but it is, it is where we record now. So it is like when I come in here, I'm like, ooh, I feel all feel all special and especially usually we record of an evening this today we're actually recording during the day yeah, so instead of fun. say having a having a wee tipple with the with our recording we're having tea and coffee yes. so it feels like i feel like i'm on some radio show like morning radio we might actually be more um, comprehensible like you know that, uh, is that a word speak for you uh you've no. just undermined yourself yeah, there completely. Comprehensible? i suppose it is technically <laughs> did you mean coherent yes <laughs> ironically. ironically i meant coherent yes <laughs> And we're this off is, to a good start. This is a great start. This is a great start. Uh, so, um, okay, so today, actually, we're really excited to be doing this topic today, mm. I think. Like, it's 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 a stalwart, I think, in the conspiracy theory world. Yeah, and, and just to reassure, we're not going down a whole conspiracy theory route no, fully no. with this podcast. But I have to say, we did get a huge reaction from... Um, Ye, ye gave us a big reaction on ye. Tw- ye, um the fr- on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all. Uh, and it's our most listened episode. Was our very first episode on COVID nineteen. Mm. And I think because it had that, that conspiracy, conspiracy theory element. Now, now that's not something we're necessarily looking to 
market on per se but obviously they, the conspiracy theory world offers some really juicy debates uh, and, and that's what we're about fucking love a good conspiracy theory oh my <laughs> god they're brilliant yeah they're he's, absolutely he's obsessed brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm less into it but nah, you know grey crack but I love a good argument so <laughs> yes that well that is true <laughs> <laughs> it begins yes here we go um, so today actually we're having a look at a sort of probably stalwart of the conspiracy theory world which is we're look, having we're going to have a debate around the circumstances behind 9-11 our generation's JFK conspiracy yeah yeah I guess Big so time. yeah um, now 9-11 probably doesn't take a, a lot of explaining certainly for people of our age or, or, or a bit older um, what's I try and think back to that day mm. obviously when I do I don't think it's an understatement to say the world kind of changed that day so the western world changed that day international relations changed that day yeah um, do you remember where you were or when you first heard about it or I do yeah I it, it like I said you know it's like our generation's JFK conspiracy it's also our, like the old trope used to be is like do you remember where you were when you heard JFK yeah yeah like, do you remember where you were at 9-11 everyone remembers so um, yeah I was I was in school actually and I went home for lunch. I actually didn't go home. I went home to um, the woman who used to mind me, Mary Brennan. Went her, to her house for lunch. And I think it would have been about uh, one-ish when I went back. And I think five minutes after I went back, the first plane hit the Twin Towers. And then we actually got an announcement over the intercom in school saying, you know, that this had happened, blah, blah, blah. And we had a minute silence immediately for wow. it because it was just a it was such a it, it was bizarre you know that's the only way to describe it. it was just like everyone kind of went stopped and went wait what happened yeah like you know a plane hit a ter- and initially it was kind of like everyone thought it was like an accident and because that had happened before a couple of times actually there was a plane at the um, Parse building and I think a plane had hit the Twin Towers before and it was always an accident but so but then when the second one hit it was kind of oh, oh there's something something up here um, and then when I got home from school, I remember sitting in the kitchen um, and, um, you know, my, my mom watching it on the, the TV and in the dining room, just crying, looking at it, just being, oh, my God, what what is going on? This is so scary. It's so weird. It's so tragic. And contrast with me, 14-year-old gobshite I was <laughs> on Rotten.com. I don't know. Rotten.com. What? Uh, I don't know what that is, but the name alone. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, (laughs) Your news source. Rotten.com. No, no, it was a it was a collection of gore photos and stuff like that. Yeah, it was horrendous, right? That kind of thing. Oh, I never understand that. Go on. But uh, (laughs) I I was, and I remember looking. It was actually the the one thing I saw was the smoke, the satellite picture of the smoke, um, Mm. from Ground Zero, and how far it had spread. And it was just insane. It was like um, it's like almost like a weather radar thing. Yeah. Uh, photo of it, and it was just like you couldn't see Manhattan. You couldn't see New Jersey. You couldn't see anything. It was just the smoke was just covering everywhere because it wasn't just the visible kind of stuff you'd see in the photos and stuff. It was kind of up higher in the atmosphere yeah, and yeah. how far it had spread. It was just mental looking. Um, but that was kind of my. I remember being kind of utterly kind of confused and bewildered by it yeah i was gonna ask you how you felt about it because it's weird because we would have been 14 yeah yeah so it was like 2001 we were yeah. born 87 so yeah um and so you're in that weird age where maybe you're not old enough to fully be engaged politically and in, in terms of the news and stuff like you're aware but you may not be yeah following things per se and then you see the adults around you so disturbed yeah america was this kind of like 
This is the land from the movies. It wasn't a place yeah. I'd ever been to or anything like that. It almost wasn't real in that yeah, sense. Exactly. But also it was a symbol of power. Exactly. So for that and to be attacked. But also a sim- symbol of, you know, coolness as well. Yeah. I always thought, <laughs> like, the dollar bill was so cool looking. And when I went to America for the first time, I thought, oh, I've got a dollar. This is so dumb. like a movie person. It was like, you know, yeah. it was just, I had this kind of almost, uh, like, and especially growing up in Ireland. Ireland had this obsession with yeah. the US growing up for the longest time. Um, and... Um, yeah, so it was uh, it was bewildering. It was I didn't fully kind of grasp the severity of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. until many many years later, um, and in fact, you know, I think middle of uh, the Afghanistan invasion that I kind of was like, and a couple of years into the Afghanistan invasion, that I kind of grasped what had happened when I saw this is fucked up now. Yeah, I was in Eason's uh, bookshop in Liffey Valley. Uh, shopping center and shout out to Eason's yeah, we're looking for sponsors. I'm sure this I'm <laughs> sure this isn't the kind of shout out you want but there we go um, you were part of an epiphany for Dave an epiphany an epiphany an epiphany uh, yeah so um, but yeah I went in and there was this kind of 9-11 memorial magazine it, was, it might have been about 2006 like the 5th kind of 5th um, anniversary of 9-11 or something it was 9-11 memorial magazine it was all these kind of things and it was just bullshit America propaganda right so it was like oh my god we found a cross in Ground Zero. Jesus is protecting us. It was like two girders. Do you know that was oh, it? And, and they, thing, yeah. yeah, it was. Oh, I think of, I've seen that photo. Even people going, look, it's, it's yeah, yeah. And then, but then there was one that I went, oh, f- something is very fucked up here. Was it was like justice Afghan style, right? Oh. It was this photo spread. It was, this was horrific, and I, I, I actually got the magazine. I bought the magazine and I also had a, a, a deck of playing cards that they'd given out of all the Al- to the army, the Al-Qaeda targets, you know. So uh, I got it in like this, uh, like f- fucking, what was it called, a flea market kind of thing. And it had like, so like the Ace of Spades was like Bin Laden. And it was all the kind of like, you know, the higher value card was the higher value target. Did it actually have their like faces on it? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's not, not everyone's because they didn't know everyone's, what everyone looked like. Yeah, but, but it had, would have had like Bin Laden's and what's his name? Um, the hook fucker. No, he's the London guy. Hook fucker. You're thinking of Peter Pan, darling. No, no, no. You know the, the guy who looks like a villain, the London fellow with the eye patch and the hook and like death to everyone. And let me claim your benefits. That guy. What's his name? Anyway, doesn't matter. He got deported. But, uh, or he's arrested. He's, you know who I'm talking Anyway. I actually don't, but carry on. Doesn't matter. We're going to get but, stuck on a point. Yeah, exactly. The debate uh, needs to begin soon. But yeah, no, so it was like this, 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 uh, yeah, so it was, it was all the target. It was actually given out to the US military so they could familiarize themselves with the faces of their targets. Yeah, I was going to say, it's quite an insidious way of clever. doing that. Yeah, you say clever, I say insidious. Well, tomato, tomato, evil tomato. Well, no, as, as a military <laughs> technique, you know, to, to, you know, there were so many targets in, 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 in Al Qaeda, you know, to when the troops were playing cards. I know, you're sublimely putting it exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. I, no, I, I get the principle of it. I just find it creepy, but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, it. so you find that creepy. Uh, <laughs> this magazine I got was a Justice Afghan style and the, it was um, uh, Afghanistani, uh, uh, like, you know, allies. Like, you know, they were on the side of the US. They were trained by the US and they were walking along this road and there's a picture spread. I must try and find it. And uh, they come across this guy in a ditch and he's a Taliban. Mm. allegedly right as he, in he's brown basically and well no these guys are all afghanis nationals as well yeah right so the the guys who are are you know they're afghani nationals the other guy's an afghani national as well right but he they, they reckon he's a taliban he works for Tal- or he works for you know uh <laughs> he, he's fighting for the taliban they have great health care and uh yeah dental package out of this world but um seriously blow your mind has mount. to be 
Hey, has to be because it's how they identify you after the fact. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway they, they drag him out of the stitch and there's, there's a picture of him on his knees and his eyes are like big as dinner plates and he's pleading with them and then they drag him off and then the caption says basically he was put up against a wall and shot and it was like this is justice Afghan style it just makes it sound what some the- horrible expendable style movie it was fucked up and that's the thing it's like they were trying to play it as this like yeah we're Heroic. so cool yeah like yeah. no like dude you just did- America yeah. yeah, here to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty kind of much, it was real yeah. bravado and kind of like you know. But really, what happens here? You found a lad in a ditch. You put him up against the wall. You shot him in the head. No trial, no due process. It was a, it was a war crime essentially. The guy was defenseless. It was yeah, an no, execution. It was an yeah. execution. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So it was that kind of then. I kind of was like around that time. That was the kind of went. Oh, this has some serious consequences worldwide. Like, it was when I saw that, those kind of things, it was that kind of hit with me. It was like, Jesus, they're actually out there in a fucking other country killing people and, like, properly, you know, and it was all because of this mm. and had the far-reaching consequence. And then kind so of... She would have been about 19 with this magazine. It was five years after. Yeah, something so in around that. Maybe a little bit younger than that, actually. Mm. It could have actually been the one-year anniversary. But anyway, it was maybe a little bit younger. It was <laughs> it's a, a big difference. Yeah, I, don't, I know. <laughs> it, was, it was early days anyway. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But what about you? Um... I have, it's interesting you say about Dr. DeSandre, I have not a huge amount of memory of it. I only have one quite distinct memory. Like I, you were saying about seeing your mum cry and watching the news, I have no memory of my older family members' reactions to that day. I don't remember. I remember it being on in the house, but I actually don't remember what their reactions were. Mm. I remember hearing about it. And again, not, like you said, not actually grasping at all what this meant. Because I'd say... Like another news story kind of thing? Kind or? of. I got that everyone was saying how significant it was, but I didn't really know. I, I won't lie with it to you. I didn't even really know what the Twin Towers was, what the World Trade Center was. Do you know what I mean? I actually didn't have much context beyond... And I remember we were... It was after lunch at school. We were queuing up for our first lesson after lunch. The last lessons of the afternoon, I was queuing up for music. Mm. Um, and you always queued up in my school uh, outside the music building. Uh, till they brought you in because they were too scared of having too many students in the foyer of the music building because fights would break out and silliness. Two which are separate buildings in your foyers. Well, no, prefabs. That that makes it. I don't know what a prefab is. Uh, Of course you don't. Fancy. That sounds way fancier. What do you? Prefab. It's a prefabricated building. It's basically cardboard. Oh no! I did not go. I went to a crappy state school. There was nothing fancy. The reason the buildings were separate, and we had we had what was called the mobile village, which was basically cardboard classrooms, because they'd found a bunch of asbestos in the science building, and that had cut off pretty much everywhere they taught maths, science, and a few other subjects. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just remember being queued outside and it going along the line. That oh my god, have you heard this? Da da da. So a bunch of 14-year-olds who don't really... 14 and 13-year-olds who don't really understand what this, yeah. what's happened either. But they're all sort of talking about, oh my God, these the planes, they crashed into big buildings in, in New York. They say it's they say it's terrorists. They say it's... But terrorists then didn't have this is- Islamic focus. So I remember in a few of them being like, it's the Irish. Yeah, that's like a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. in, in, in England, like if you said terrorist, you thought... Yeah. Ah, it's the lads in the balaclavas, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Or, or some of them just speculating that, not that, you know, going, oh, God, the I didn't think the IRA could do that. I didn't think the IRA was still going, you know. Um, and I remember, I, I just remember listening to all this very quietly going. Seriously, was that actually said? Yeah, yeah, but bear in mind, this is by teenagers who don't know what the hell's That's going hilarious. on. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, I just remember not really understanding it. It was, again, yeah, only years later, I was kind of like, wow, this changed the world. And it was dreadful. Mm. And I remember seeing a documentary actually a few years ago on one of the anniversaries of it, um, where I think it really hit me emotionally for the first time. It was this documentary was following not just the events, but like it was actually following the rest, the, f- the frontline rescuers, like the firemen, mm. and the police and the paramedics and stuff who went in. 
and it, it I remember being stood in my mum's kitchen crying watching this because it was just I think it hit me properly first time the humanity behind it it wasn't just numbers of who died and a terrorist attack in a country to be honest far away it was like this were people, people yeah and the fear and and you know when the firemen describing going into the building not being able to see at all the black smoke and mm. knowing he was very likely to die but he had to do that and i just it, it 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 broke my heart kind of thing it absolutely broke my heart and then the footage of people falling from the towers and jumping yeah that the, the idea the, of being the in picture that of decision, the jumping man yeah, yeah. The, the idea of that decision i do I burn to death or do I, do I jump, jump Either way. to my death? Yeah. And the animal instinct of jumping, even though you know you're going to die because of the heat on you. I, I can't mm. grasp the terror and the... and the. It actually, even now as I say it, it actually makes me quite quite emotional yeah, to think it's... of people in that situation. It's, it's... There's a... On a, a normal day. Have you so, heard... There's, there's <laughs> a, a normal few, work day. That's it. Like, you know, and, and by all accounts, it was just a day you know and like everyone says how beautiful the day was it's yeah apparently it was a sky. clear morning well yeah. you see it in the footage yeah it was a beautiful day in yeah. new york like and uh but like the um the there, there's some if you want to listen to it you can find it online but I, oh, jesus i mean listener beware uh, it's a uh there, there's a phone call of a guy i think it's a 911 call and he's talking and he's like you know, he's, you know, 911 was like jammed that day, obviously, as you can imagine. Yeah. But he got through, he's in the towers, he's up on one of the higher floors, and midway through his call, the tower collapses. Oh my God. And I can't even. Like... There's a scream that comes from him that is unlike any scream I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you know, n- no matter how good an actor is in a film, they will never replicate that genuine terror, surprise, shock, and utter I mean terror I suppose the right word yeah. just you know it, like, and, it, and then the line goes there it's awful it's awful yeah you see that hear. kind of thing I, I, I almost wouldn't go listen to because yeah you know, it's, it's, it's 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 almost like for me almost like snuff stuff in a way when you know that really happened to someone yeah, I know, it has, it's, I know it's, it's not tough, created in that it's a tough it's a tough I, listen there's a little part of me I, I do kind of believe in oh no you face tough things you know you should keep up to date the news and blah blah even in these difficult times at the moment the whole world seems mm. to be divided you don't need to hear that but that kind of thing I go imagining it and the and the upset and empathy that causes probably enough if i was to listen to it i think mm. it would disturb me for a good while and would i have gained much from it i, I don't know do you know what i mean yeah, and that's yeah. not to do down anyone who has listened to it i do sort of get the morbid curiosity too you know because mm. that's who we are we're, we're i mean look at rubberneckers on the motorway we're horribly curious about terrible events yeah and like i think but i think where, where that kind of does is of benefit to something like that is of benefit to listen to is when we do get on to talking about the topic today uh that this shit is real. Like, you know, regardless of what, what, what happened around it, this happened. Yeah. You know, regardless of the who's, the what's, the why's, it fucking happened. Over 3,000 people died. They were real people. Some of them were just ordinary Joe Soaps going to work. Most of them. Most of them were, sorry, yeah. Including the frontliners. And then some of them were, yeah, well, they were going to work, but I mean... Boy, jeez, what what they yeah. did today is a 343 fireman. Oh, I, I've got all the... 190 police officers, something like that. But they were... You know, absolute heroics from them, but they were all people, and you know I think it's it's all well and good. I, yeah, I kind of want to preface this as well. But I think it's a good idea. It's yeah. all well and good, you know, for us to sit here and play a little, you know, back and forth game. Yeah, intellectual debate game almost with it. Being yeah. absolutely, but there's no, no denying and no disrespect intended yeah. towards any of the victims. You know, obviously, you know, you know, but like. 
whatever the circumstances behind it, whether yeah. you fall into, you believe the official explanation of events or you're a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy, you know, enthusiast. Either way, I think one thing everyone can, yeah, can agree on what happened that day was a horrific horrific. tragedy and whoever whatever was behind it it does not take from that tragedy yeah so what we're going to be focused on we've sort of talked about the tragic elements and our reactions and stuff um but what we're going to be talking about is the the debate around the whys i guess it really is is where we're focusing on but but we say it with love and respect to the people who lost their lives and that and their families so with that being said, let's go piss all over their legacy by debating conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, we should actually probably get into it. Yeah. Right? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because when it's this emotional, even though neither of us would directly or have anyone directly involved in mm. it, it's. I think it's still good to preface it as we did, you know, to to to, to show that respect to people. 100%, kind of yeah. But um, I think what would be a good thing is before we delve into that, you know, I was just talking about whichever side of this debate you fall on, um it would be a good idea maybe to outline the events as they happened and certainly the official narrative explanation mm. of the event. So so I shall kick off with that because that is the side I will be taking today, which is the side of sanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to bring some levity back, guys. It's going to bring some levity. Fucking sheep. Um, so, I mean, some people you may remember, your memories of the exact details may be fuzzy, but as it stands, um, on September 11th, 2001, at 8.45am on a, as we said, a beautiful, clear Tuesday morning, an American Airlines Boeing 767 loaded with 20,000 gallons of jet fuel crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. The impact of the plane left this gaping, burning hole near the 80th floor of the 110-story skyscraper. It instantly killed hundreds of people, as well you can imagine, and it ended up trapping hundreds more on the floors above, as well as causing devastation on the floors below. As the evacuation of the tower and its twins got underway, television cameras broadcasted live images of what initially appeared to be a freak accident, like what you were saying, Dave. A lot of people initially went, oh my God, what a terrible accident, oh my God. Then 18 minutes after the first plane hit, a second Boeing 767, United Airlines Flight 175, appeared and turned sharply towards, apparently, actually I I remember the footage, it turned sharply towards the World Trade Centre. So it was clearly very deliberate and An sliced into fear. the south. Yeah, it sliced into that south tower near the 60th floor in this case. Um, the collision caused a massive explosion, particularly the second one, and it showered burning debris over the surrounding buildings on the streets below. I remember seeing that footage. I'm sure it's very famous now. You must have seen it where people on the ground, even a good way away from the towers, the debris falling, mm. the smoke, the the fire, like and people running and screaming. It's it's. It's like someone. This is the thing. It was real. It's like someone out of a movie. That footage. It's, a lot it's of people insane. thought they were watching Independence Day. Actually, yeah, that was the one that was touted around, like the film Independence Day. A yeah. lot of people thought they were... it, it was so surreal. The hijackers, according to the official narrative, were Islamic terrorists from Saudi Arabia and several other Arab nations. They were financed by Al Qaeda terrorist organization and a Saudi fugitive, Osama bin Laden. That infamous name there. <laughs> so that was got to be familiar to absolutely everyone who's been alive in the last, you know. 40 years uh they were allegedly acting in retaliation for america's support of israel its involvement in the persian gulf war and its continued military presence in parts of the middle east um some of the terrorists had lived in the united states for more than a year and had taken flying lessons at america commercial flight schools uh others had slipped into the country in the months before september 11th um the nine there were 19 terrorists in total identified as part of the attack um they smuggled box cutters and knives through security at three east coast airports and boarded four early morning flights bound for california 
the flights were chosen because the planes were loaded with fuel for a long transcontinental journey. So it was there was a lot of thought. It wasn't just any old flight. They were picked for their fuel and for the people. And the fact there were civilians on board was actually one of the goals of it. Um, they hijacked, took control, took control of the planes, um, and they transformed these ordinary passenger jets into guided missiles. Uh, the Pentagon was also hit. Airlines Flight 77 circled downtown Washington, D.C. for crashing into the west side of the Pentagon at 9.45 a.m. Uh, less than 15 minutes after the terrorists struck the Pentagon, um, the New York catastrophe took an even worse turn, if it was possible, and the, world, the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapsed in a massive cloud of dust and smoke. Uh, at 10.30 a.m., the north building of the Twin Towers collapsed. Only six people in the World Trade Center towers at the time of their collapse survived. Almost 10,000 10, others were treated for injuries. There was another plane, which actually you may remember there was a movie made about this story, United Flight 93. 93 yeah. uh, I actually haven't seen that film. I would like to see it. Yeah, you don't need to see it. <laughs> we're not a film review one there's plenty of other people doing yeah, that podcast yeah, still so. don't need to see it. <laughs> um, but United Flight 93 was hijacked about 40 minutes after leaving Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey because the plane had been delayed in taking off passengers on board learned of the events in New York and Washington via cell phone and air phone calls to the ground and knowing that the aircraft was not returned to the airport as the hijackers had told them and he claimed when they took control of it a group of passenger flight attendants planned an insurrection they fought the hijackers uh, they're suspected to have attacked the cockpit with a fire extinguisher and the plane flipped over and sped towards the ground at apparently 500 miles per hour and it crashed into a rural field near Shanksville in western Pennsylvania at 10 past 10 a.m. All the people on that plane were killed, unsurprisingly perhaps. Um, its intended target wasn't known, but people have theorised the White House, the US Capitol, Camp David, you know, various. What did you call me? Hey, that's what your mother calls you, <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a total of 2,996 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks, including the 19 terrorist hijackers. Uh, citizens of 78 countries died in New York, Washington, D.C. and in Pennsylvania. At the World Trade Center itself, 2,763 died after the two planes slammed into the towers. That figure includes 343 firefighters and paramedics, 23 New York police officers and 37 Port Authority police officers uh, who very bravely continued, even with the danger, to struggle to get people out and to evacuate the building as much as they could. At the Pentagon, 189 people were killed, including 64 on the American Airlines Flight 77. So it was a devastating, probably one of the... I think I read somewhere that it was like one of the biggest attacks on U.S. soil. It was the largest, uh, yeah, it was the largest attack ever on U.S. soil. Yeah. So it was the largest uh, loss of life yeah. ever. So a lot of what I described to you there is factual in terms of the people who died, the mm. events and the order they happened in, the times they happened in, no matter what you think the cause was, that is what happened. The official narrative, of course, that this was then linked to, and is linked to today still, it was linked to Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda attacking America mm. um, for perceived uh, attacks on them through America's various involvements in different countries and particularly the Middle East. Okay, so let's start at the start, right? I'm going to get my tinfoil hat on. I hear uh, it rustling already. R- yeah, rustling away. Okay, so uh, this was a completely, you know, unexpected attack on US soil. Yes. Okay. Uh, was it? Because Ooh. Osama bin Laden... <laughs> was responsible for a bombing in the basement 
of the World Trade Center 1993. back in 1993. Yes. Uh, so he was well known. Do you know that he was a bit of a pup? And they knew, so they knew all about him. <laughs> Sorry, I love the, there you just demonstrated, sorry to draw. I love you demonstrate that the Irish tendency for understatement. Yeah. He was a bit of a pup. Of one a of sh- the most famous terrorists in bald, history. And he was a bald pup. Bald fucker. That's it's like was. when you guys were like, ooh, the troubles or, oh, the, the emergency, emergency yeah, for yeah. a world <laughs> fucking <laughs> war. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So the the new official headline for this, Osama bin well, Laden, even, bald even, pup. Even the, the famine, you know, uh, where a million died in Ireland, a million died, a million emigrated. The great hunger. The great hunger. It, uh, I was fierce hungry that day. I had a rumbly tumbly for those five years. <laughs> Sorry, I just, um, I can't believe he was bald pup. Carry on. Pup. Okay, so bald pup. So yeah, the bald bin Laden, yeah, so he was in charge of um, he was a, or he was a he directed a a, a a bombing on the World Trade Center in 1993. Okay, so he was well on their radar. He was he was well known to the United States. Okay, and for some reason, no hint of going after him, not like that. Especially what was very interesting is he was trained by the CIA in the 80s to fight against Rus- Russian invaders in Afghanistan. He was trained by them and was continuing to receive money from the CIA for um, from the US government for weapons to defend Afghanistan from Russian invaders. It's not a conspiracy theory. The fact that CIA trained him in uh, in military endeavors is true. Okay, it was back in you know the the dying days of the Cold War, and when Russia was still acting the bollocks and trying to you know get all the stands back. Right. So you're saying. So what is the point you're making? The fact that he was involved in that 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center it was in the basement and it killed some like 200 people. I remember reading about that. Yes. So um, I, that, it, what they should have anticipated it, or why they hadn't got him for that? Well, or? no, because here's the thing. Um, Slick Willie Clinton. He knew about um, potential threats on US soil. He was informed by the CIA and by the FBI of, an, of potential threats on US soil, including um, the, uh, a, uh, an attack using a civilian aircraft flying into a building and un- something on radar from their various spying, you know, spying networks that the US have and their various, you know, uh, infiltrators of these organizations. So he knew, he was warned way back then, okay? This is before uh, George W was ever involved in in the white house okay so um then on top of that uh, a year prior you mentioned the about the the terrorists and i'm going to come back to their nationality so that's an interesting one uh on top of that, the terrorists uh who they, they all the vast majority of them actually came into the u.s on in and out visas so uh, there's a good few of them came in on in and out visas where they could come in and go out as many times as they pleased um and three of them were on were noted by the CIA as a um as potential terrorists and they need to be put on a watch list. Okay, sorry, I tell a lie. They were noted by the FBI uh, to need to be put on a watch list. To be put on a watch list, that information had to go to the the CIA. The the uh, agent and I, I didn't write their names. Mark something or other. He said that he went to his superiors to say, okay, we need to go to the CIA and inform them that these guys are potentially dangerous. They have links to Al Qaeda, blah blah blah. And then um, his uh, superior refused to pass on that information to the CIA. So it was well known within uh, the proper authorities that these guys were dodgy, but none of it was ever passed on or escalated to a point where. It would have been it, it. They could have actioned them or been or or monitored them 
more closely where it was preventable. Mm. So I just I think that's a little bit suspect there that you know they they had no they I think a lot of people did know. I think that a lot of people did know about it, but um, the information was mishandled. Uh, I think there was uh, a lot of ineptitude, and especially, I, I think, even in the 9-11 Commission report, there was ineptitude on the FBI's part that was uh, noted um, to, in, in terms of preventing the attack. Um, and I also find it very, very interesting that... Um, No, I don't find that interesting. I said I'll, I'll have my notes on. <laughs> um, but yeah, the like, hey, listeners, this time he got notes. So oh yeah, he stepped up his game for this Just one. Just a little bit. I got your feedback. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I mean it's interesting because a lot of the research I did had conflicting information on that. That well, that's what they would say. My turn to speak now. Um, that whilst they had informa- indeed a lot of these a lot of the terrorists were were actually already on watch lists there was a failure in sharing information mm. between FBI and CIA mm-hmm. which in and of itself yes it's a failure but it isn't necessarily malicious that's actually historical friggin different agencies yeah co- left bollocks. hand not talking to the right yeah hand. that's yeah. the bollocks that often happens where one friggin division isn't talking to another division and oh my god like we've seen that throughout history with police departments and we're yeah but on that point I find it interesting that you know yes okay the one agent not talking to the other but the request to put put these two two lads on the watch list was actually refused uh, to be acknowledged by an FBI superior yeah why was that was that laziness was that uh in ineptitude or just disregarding his his, his agents um you know instincts inte- and research instinct yeah research perhaps but but the thing is say like there were various obviously after the fact there were various um there was you know a commission an investigative commission done about 9-11 the circumstances and how prepared the u.s should have been for this obviously in the immediate aftermath george bush was like nobody in our government at least i don't think the prior government could envisage flying airplanes into buildings um nobody could have predicted they would try to use an airplane as a missile there was a lot of that now you could say they're covering their asses but what is interesting that a, a independent commission conducted into that did say that they had prepared themselves for them hijacking a flight without civilians and lots of fuel and using it almost in a kamikaze kind of way flying it into buildings they didn't envision them taking a civilian flight and using it as a missile it's funny that you say that about that we no one could have envisaged that on the day, uh, what was the date again? Nine eleven. Uh, on the day, on on the very day that these attacks happened, the U.S. military, the U.S. Air Force were running, were playing, doing war games, which basically practicing for a scenario of a civilian airliner being hijacked and flown into a building on the day that these attacks happened, which is why that the nearest uh, um, active fighter jet. To, that would have been, should have been available to intercept was well over 150 miles away. Right, but don't you think that could be inside information where they knew to attack that day because they knew there'd be vulnerability if they're running an exercise like that? It doesn't necessarily mean the government's behind it. But it could be like that, you know, okay. You've listen, got either way there. Hey, we want these attacks to go ahead. Let's get the lads out because you're not, like, if this, you know, you're not going to tell the lads on the ground that, okay, you know, when they fly, fly the plane into the building, don't, don't, don't go messing it up now. Just stay put, sit in your hands, so they, they send them away to do something that there's you know that is perfectly legitimate, but they're f- so far away 
that they can't come back. And no, help. no, I get your point, but that doesn't change the fact that you're assuming government behind that rather than say they might have had a friggin' spy in their rank or a leak who leaks information to terrorist factions that uh, that there's going to be an exercise that day. So that's a good day to attack. Boom. There you go. Or, or there is a spy in the ranks. Absolutely, yeah, I'll accept that theory. But it's a, it's a, uh, it's a double bluff. It's a false flag. Okay, they can say you go, you tell them that, and get them to do that, and we'll go and do this. Yeah, but that involves a lot more people keeping their mouths shut and being part of this conspiracy. What's more likely, one spy in the rank who who leaks it, or loads and loads of people who have to keep this secret and never blurb about it? Because that's one thing with this whole conspiracy about all these government people involved in it is how many people it relies on to keep their mouths shut and to not leak it, as we know. People aren't great at that. When The more people you have involved in something like this, the less secure it is. It would take a lot of people involved to be able to pull that off. But anyway, you mm. actually jumped in on something. I hadn't finished Sorry, the point about me. the independent commission and what it had to say, having interviewed friggin' everyone involved. So regard to the failures of the US air defense system that you just talked about on the morning attack, this commission explains that existing protocols on 9-11 were unsuited in every respect for an attack in which hijacked planes were used as weapons. They had not yet prepared. What ensued was a hurried attempt to improvise a defence by civilians who had never handled a hijacked aircraft that attempted to disappear and by a military unprepared for the transformation of a commercial aircraft into weapons of mass destruction. So you're talking about they were doing an exercise. So they'd obviously thought about it. Mm-hmm. They clearly didn't think it was going to happen yet because they were only just practising. Well, yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> so, yeah, but the th- like the thing was, you know, the actually, and, and uh, NORAD, which is their main kind of defence against attacks, was completely under underprepared for this kind of... Uh, this kind of thing because uh, essentially what actually had to happen is someone had to physically phone NORAD and say hey there's a plane here gone boom can you help us right they they actually ha- there had to be a phone call made rather than any kind of automated system which would take out human error or human reaction time so once they turned off once the terrorists turned off the transponders on the aircraft which um Chandler Bing the transponder. Chandler Bing uh, turned off the transponders. So they turn off. He's a transponder. They, they turn off the transponders, <laughs> which and um, when the transponder is on, it displays on radar screens, on tracking screens, the uh, altitude, the um, the name of the aircraft, as in the, the the tail number of the aircraft, the speed it's going at, and its destination. Okay, four very very important um, uh, pieces of information. Okay, once those once that transponder gets turned off. Back then, anyway, those four pieces of information disappear from a, a monitor from the monitor, so the, the person, the air traffic controller, cannot see that information. All they see is a dot. They can't. They don't know where that's going. Okay, they don't know where the plane's going. They don't know how high it is, how low it is, uh, how fast it's going. They have no idea. All they know is there's something there, right? Um, and so once that happens, if if you're displaying information on civilian aircraft. I mean, now, if that goes off, it's an immediate alert. Hang on, something's gone on here. You contact them, why, blah, blah, blah. It's an immediate automatic re- alert. It doesn't rely on human eyes. In fact, the guy, this is fucking true, right? The guy who was in charge of New York air traffic control on 9-11, who made the decision to ground all aircraft, right? It was his first fucking day. Jesus, that's a I mean, holy trial by fire, right? But like, 
Yeah, that's just... Sorry, this. what point are you making? I'm really yeah, no, confused. Sorry, that was just an aside. You just get... You, sorry, you just went into a lot of technical jargon. I know lots about airplanes, no, and what I'm not I'm, sure what, what I'm saying is. is, right, so yeah, the, this information could be manually turned off, It could be, uh, and you'd have to be able to manually spot it. So back in 2001, that was... You're relying on one person being able to spot that information disappearing and then make a... Literally make a phone call Right, to, so you have lots of space for human error. A huge amount of space for human error. Yeah, huge amount of space for human error. So more for human error rather than necessary conspiracy government are in on it. But also, you just argued against all yourself. All it takes is for one person to look away. Yeah, and all it takes is for one for just one person for it to be a spy, not the government <laughs> administering that kind of thing. <laughs> you still none of that. That's all very interesting, but that doesn't necessarily point to the government being behind it. So what else you got? Because okay, so I assume it. Hang on, you haven't actually said. So are you arguing today the the which is the one of the most popular. 9-11 conspiracies that it wasn't al-Qaeda behind the attacks it was in fact government US CIA whatever instituted in the same way they technically took out JFK I'm actually not arguing with the, 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 uh, the al-Qaeda weren't behind it yeah they were but I I there, there was a, a guiding hand of the US, US government involved and here's why I think so what do you mean guiding hand so basically funding training etc okay no but are you saying that consciously yes they consciously. consciously wanted an attack by Al Qaeda on their own soil. Yes. For what end? Okay. Here's what. Okay. Let me let me start by by talk about the terrorists. Okay. There you said there's nine. There was nineteen identified terrorists linked with Al or uh, hijackers linked with Al Qaeda. Okay. Oh. Uh, of those nineteen, fifteen of them were Saudi Arabian. Two of them were Emirati. One was Lebanese and one was Egyptian. Where was the first place the U.S. invaded? I don't know. I don't know Afghanistan. Not on that list. Why the fuck did they go into Afghanistan? What was the point of that? There was oil in well, Afghanistan, and also the fact that you know a the that you know Bin Laden. They use as a very famous excuse. Bin Laden was trained uh, as as a uh, rebel fighter in Afghanistan by the CIA, so he's in Afghanistan. But they, they they he wasn't in Afghanistan. They never even thought he was in Afghanistan. They they knew pretty much. They're pretty sure even back then that Bin Laden was in Pakistan, and always had been, had directed from Pakistan. It was never actually on their radar that he was in Afghanistan. They never thought he was. But they used as an excuse why that lovely black gold, oil. It's always an oil war. It's always an oil war. All right? There's two things, two of the main things that cause war in this in this world is oil and religion, right? And so they went in looking for oil. It was their excuse. And they played on the, the racist sensibilities and the ignorance of the American people that was like, oh, look, yeah, it's not where where they're from, but you look, they're brown anyway. It'll be grand, and we'll give them democracy—a big old democracy sandwich. Here you go, lads. Um. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of that 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 is where I, I'm coming from. Where like there was oil oil to be had, and it was Afghanistan was an easier target in the eyes. Right, except he did have links with Afghanistan. There were various groups in Afghanistan supporting Al-Qaeda. Yeah, absolutely. Not just necessarily he was there, but actually supporting Al-Qaeda. There was correspondence between um, Osama bin Laden and Pakistan, but there, he wasn't necessarily always in, in Pakistan. He was. Mm, I, I don't think after so. After the 1993 World Trade Center so. bombing, he went to Pakistan for... Yeah, after. After. 93. So Oh, you're talking about the ninety three one. Yes, right. in nineteen ninety three, he went, he went and hid out in in Pakistan. That's where he hid the entire time. Right. But you're not just going to go after Osama bin Laden. You're going after Al Qaeda, and Al Qaeda do have a lot of support and bases within Afghanistan and Pakistan and Saudi Arabia 
and Egypt and Yes, but Italy. I think the bit you're you're conflating is that's why they went into I would believe that's why they went into Iraq. Like they associate, loosely associated him and weapons of mass destruction with Iraq, even though there wasn't any link between him and Iraq for the oil. But, but you're now saying that was Afghanistan too, even though Al Qaeda does exist in Af- Afghanistan 15, and always has done. Fifteen of the hijackers were Saudis. Why didn't they go into Saudi Arabia? Well, we know why they didn't go to Saudi Arabia. Look. Why was that? Because of the frigging Saudi royals. America's utterly in bed with them, always has been, as has Bush. Absolutely. That doesn't mean the government are behind it. It just means they don't have the balls to go after the actual people who did it. So they needed to, to, to save a bit of face and go after someone. Right. So they go into Afghanistan because it, it is perceived as an easy target. And all of a sudden, it's not Al-Qaeda they're fighting, it's the Taliban. Which is a separate... The Taliban, though, were identified by British intelligence as being linked to Al-Qaeda. Oh, but by British intelligence. But and that... German intelligence. This is the other thing. You're, you're, you're assuming the only intelligence involved in all this is, is America. And yeah, then Britain became compromised after 9-11 with its special relationship. But it wasn't just Britain. And it wasn't just America. Germany, which, to be honest, has no dog in this fight. German intelligence identified Al-Qaeda as the driving force behind 9-11. Mm-hmm. And also uh, links in Afghanistan. But the very essence of Al Qaeda is is it is an organization with no base. So it has it is not uh, it flies under the flag of Al Qaeda in no country. That it, it it is a network. I know it's an ideology, but that doesn't yes. mean that aren't links and people supporting and funding them in places like Afghanistan, Saudi, all these kind of places. But the leader is in the leader, the head of of, of this this organization is in Pakistan. The majority of the hijackers come from Saudi Arabia. So logically, let's go to Afghanistan. That makes no sense whatsoever. None of them were from Afghanistan. None of them did it under did this in the name of Afghanistan. They didn't didn't do it under the Afghani flag. They did it under under a under, under the flag of Al Qaeda. Now, why would they go to Afghanistan? Because Al Qaeda has a lot of friggin' networks in Afghanistan. You don't have, you're not doing it for the country. I, no one's claiming that. Al-Qaeda only exists in Afghanistan. Or is it a nice little jumping off point into Iraq, into Iran, into the rest of the Middle East where they can set up their little bases where, they, where they're within missile launching Yeah, range. maybe it is. It doesn't mean they're not there and it doesn't mean if you don't cripple that part of their base you aren't taking them down. And loads of oil. I'm not denying the oil is part of the reason. I've never... I don't think anyone's denying that. But that doesn't mean the government constructed 9-11 to get oil. To be honest, America, with its freaking international lack of international bloody relations, has had no problem before going into the Middle East and swinging its massive American flag dick around and <laughs> taking what it wanted of the resources of other countries. I believe it's called and a claiming, democracy dong. And claiming... <laughs> <laughs> democracy boner. Um, and claiming that it's for the good of the people of that country as oh, yeah. well, that they're freeing them. Like, we've seen that pre-9-11 and post-9-11. Yeah, yeah. They just had more friggin' moral zeal behind it at, at post-9-11, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I don't fully buy that. I don't think they require killing that many of their own people in order to pull... If that was their only goal, I, I do not buy that they needed to do that, including attacking their own Pentagon, in order to pull that off. There are, they could have, to be honest, they could have come up with much easier excuses to go in if all they wanted was oil. Well, fine. You want, you want another excuse? The Bush administration wanted to um, increase military spending power. They wanted they had applied for uh, they wanted Congress to approve a a a, cer- a a larger budget for the military and for the Pentagon in particular. This was not a, a favorite idea. America was more or less now that's always at war with someone, but more or less at peace at this point. Yeah. And at the, at the I mean, 
Yeah. It's all relative with America, let's be fair. No, I know, but what, I, what I'm kind of saying, why I'm making that really articulate noise at is that... <laughs> Great uh, argument, darling. Meh. Meh, nah. No, the, my, the, the thing that springs to mind with that is that, okay, they weren't in an active, maybe, war that was being reported on every day, you know, mm. to the American people. Oh, they're people. still bombing, like... But they're bombing everyone they just don't like, and anyone who's a bit brown and whatever, they were... They were in with, Kosovo, they yeah, were in... It, uh, it was constant. Somalia. If anything, they yeah. were just keeping it on the down low. So why not treat friggin the middle east the same you could just do it on the down low because let's face it the american people not big pacifists actually no absolutely not i mean they love their war they love it makes them again wave a big stick wave the big democracy dick around and they can feel like they're heroes team america all the way you know so i don't i don't buy that either i think there are Mm. simpler ways this is a deeply idea that it was a government conspiracy it seems like a lot of work for something that to be honest they've had no hesitancy without pulling off something that that level of charade before without without killing that many of their own people and i'm not saying that like america would hesitate to kill its own people i think it's also shown it has no qualms about doing that in certain circumstances you know pearl harbor was accused of being a false flag attack as well mm. and also accused of, of ignoring warnings and yeah. in fact there's a lot of evidence about that as well i just think that i think america was opportunistic that what it presented them was an opportunity to increase military spending yes. to go get some oil i don't think it <laughs> I actually, this has. I don't give the American government of the time enough credit over the intelligence to know. engineer something like I that. I don't know. Listen, I mean, you had some big players in there. You had Dick Cheney. You right. had Condoleezza Rice. Those two are very, very. Yeah, but it wouldn't just be them. Intelligent. But it wouldn't just be them. You, you think about how many people would have to be involved to pull this off. How many people would have to silence? How many people would have to bribe? How many people would have to, like I said earlier, keep their mouth shut for this to work? Ah, uh, yeah, but just look, come here. And you'd also have to have Britain on board prior. 9-11 and Germany apparently and Germany as I said no dog in this fight Germany in fact have often stuck their middle finger up at America Blair was so far yes but after hole. after it was more after there wasn't necessarily there wasn't actually really much evidence of this special relationship that came post this is a very 9/11. special relationship post 9-11 though Dave post 9-11 not pre not pre and again I point out to Germany as well who have never had any kind of special relationship with the Yanks. Um, Bit of a troubled history there, actually. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and their intelligence agencies came up with very similar stuff. Mm. So I don't buy that because you've got at least one independent, I'd argue, source. But anyway, can we fine. move on from that? I was just going to say, fine. You don't believe... You're right. You're not buying the, the thing. Let's talk about... I just think the... there are alternatives. You haven't presented any anything around the motives that's definitive i see they've got to you too right <laughs> so um, let's talk about let's let's talk about some of the actual physical kind of you think uh, there's physical evidence absolutely there's physical evidence Are okay because i say at the moment we're both speculating actually really absolutely right let's talk about <laughs> this is was my 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 the interesting ones okay let's talk about world trade center building seven Right. Okay. This is a really. Oh, so you're going in on the building. I'm stuff I'm going now. in the building stuff now. This is okay. this is a really juicy one, right? So, building seven was, you know, so there was, the World Trade Center was not just those two buildings. There was multiple, multiple buildings in in a, in a kind of a complex. Building seven was the seventh one of them. But anyway, so <laughs> it was the smaller one alongside them, wasn't it? Basically, exactly. For people who aren't very familiar with that one, because obviously that one doesn't necessarily get the same focus. As exactly. So the, the first, the first tower in World Trade Center one, Tower One fell around around ten o'clock. Is that correct? Is that what you you told me? And then the second one fell about half an hour, twenty minutes later, about twenty past half past ten, in the morning. Yeah, something like that. I'd have yeah. to go back on my notes. Something along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, the exact times aren't really important. It's rough times is fine, uh, for the so the building seven collapsed. At 20 past five that evening, seven hours after the first two 
uh, towers fell long after the shockwaves had dissipated. Okay, very, very, very unusual. Long, long after, right? This was reported. The falling of Building 7 was reported by the BBC live on air at 4.54pm. 26 minutes before the building collapsed. So the BBC reported it had collapsed 24 minutes before it did. With the building, Building 7, clearly visible in the background of the reporter. Right. Mm. So, how do they know... How did they know this was going to collapse? Do so you think the BBC are in on this that? I think the BBC was fed some information. It's like, here's a narrative. You, you, here's what you say. Here's what you say. <laughs> I, uh, you know, all you have to do is pull the defence card. You know, oh, it's a matter of national, matter of national right. security. You have to say this. On top of that, the building, building 7 went into near free fall. It nearly achieved terminal velocity. Okay? That is nearly impossible to do from, let's say you want to say it was structural damage that's... Uh, caused the collapse is nearly impossible to achieve free fall by just by the weakening of joists because what will happen with those joists weakening is one will give before the other will give and it'll be a stunted fall it'll be a slower fall it'll fall lopsided building seven went straight down straight down achieve free fall the only way that that is possible in a vast majority of circumstances the only way that's possible is through a controlled demolition not true actually not true because you're missing out a feature because i love you've gone in on the building seven you're missing out on a unique feature of building seven which is its structure was different from that of the other two from the other towers and from a lot of other buildings so there was a whole thing with seven used by conspiracy theorists to go well it only took surface damage so why did it go into that free fall like what you're describing how could that have happened if it was only superficial damage according to the government's own report there were later investigations into double into WTC seven as it's called in the reports to shorten it. Uh, I assume that's World Trade Center seven. Just call it build yeah. build seven, yeah. Build seven, number seven. Um, later investigations found the damage was far more extensive than anyone realised. It was thought it was just superficial. Mm. That just a bit of debris from the World Trade Center has hit it, and that can't take a building down. Well, actually, conspiracy theorists like yourself ignore the fact that later investigations actually found the damage was huge um on about a third of the face of the building uh from center to bottom was destroyed approximately 10 stories and about 25 percent of the depth of the building was gouged out by the damage from the other ones which is a lot more than was initially reported or assumed how did that damage come to be it wasn't directly hit it was it was hit by debris the debris traveled quite away and it was hit by debris from the planes and from the world trade centers there was uh, undiscovered undocumented damage to the upper stories and its southwest corner right it was damaged by falling debris the building then endures a fire that you're right there was a fire that because of the contents of that building the carpets the friggin rugs the pictures and all that it raged for seven hours getting hotter and hotter and hotter and that was on the fifth floor yeah experts say right and these are engineering experts dave who i believe far more than tinfoil wearing hat conspiracies who understand how this stuff works I just because they know everything about something they say this convolution not a demolition style explosion led to the roof line kink that signals its progressive collapse you're describing it as sudden it wasn't sudden <laughs> it wasn't sudden it was actually a gradual thing with the heat increasing it was slowly collapsing that just wasn't visible to the naked eye outside the building that doesn't mean structurally it wasn't happening um and anyway, so all this leads to, which is what I was saying before, the primary reason for its failure. 
is its unusual design. The columns near the visible kinks in that building were carrying exceptionally large loads. <laughs> um, Sorry, you've said naked kink and loads in the last few seconds. Okay, and can, I haven't made a joke. Can this count as your, I'm, your I'm sex so, joke? I'm in so episode? much pain because I'm trying to make a serious <laughs> point and okay. I'm trying to ignore the sheer amount of innuendos I could be making. <laughs> you have to understand, listeners, what a sacrifice I'm making right now for this debate, right? Now... <laughs> you were literally squirming in uncomfortableness over yeah. there trying not to go on anyway sorry the columns were carrying roughly 2,000 square foot of floor area for each floor the analysis showed that if you take out just one column because that weird design that building had just one column it would cause a vertical progression of collapse that would take the entire section down which looks like a controlled demolition but it isn't it had a different structural design that allowed it to collapse in that manner. Conspiracy theorists love to ignore this later report that came out about it when there had been further investigation into the building. Well, uh, okay, so you said about the contents of the building. Here's one thing that I found very, very interesting about the actual contents of the building. I'm not actually talking about, like, you know, the paper and the carpet, etc. I'm actually talking about who worked out of that building. There was a reason. I mean, World Trade Center 7 was by no means beside... One tower was the two towers, right? It was it was it was a decent trek away from it, actually, right? Did you see how far the debris falls in the actual footage? That's I, there? I did, and and it isn't it odd that you know that many other buildings were hit, and only that one fell. And why, like, because and, of its unusual design? I've covered that from the sounds of it, a terrible design. Yeah, there right? can be terrible designs, Dave. Again, human error, not necessarily maliciousness. But here's the thing, right? Here's what here's what makes me think that it was a controlled demolition. Who had offices in that building? The Department of Defense had an office in that building. As did the CIA, Wells Fargo, FBI, Golden Sa- Goldman Sachs. All of these people, all these people with with stakes in intelligence, security, and finan- and, and the finances of the United States, all had um, uh, offices in this building. And also, the CIA office in Building Seven was specifically used for spying on foreign diplomats. It was their base for their spying programs for, for, for spying on foreign diplomats. And I just think it's very, very interesting that of all the other buildings, the only other one that collapsed was this one. Well, that's unusual, lovely you find that interesting. Unusual structure. And, you know, yeah. And, and it goes straight into free fall. Well, it didn't go straight into three, free fall. Yeah. It burned for seven hours first. So it wasn't straight into your thing about, oh, it suddenly went. It was burning for seven hours. And then there was there was an announcement saying, let's pull the building. Pull the building. What do you mean there was an announcement? That was announced over, over, over emergency transmissions. Pull the building was one of the things that What said. emergency transitions? You're just throwing words out in, there now. In terms of... Uh, Who's emergency as, as in between the, you know, F, FDNY, NYPD, blah, blah, blah. There was, uh, I think it was on the FDNY uh, uh, radio... Well, there was an order given to pull the building. But that's pull rescuers out the building. No. Pull the building is uh, the term used for when there is you control you control a collapse of a burning building in order to stop a fire spread. Pull it. Right. In which case, that's still not the government doing it. That's them reacting to a fire within it to save more lives and prevent further spread. You've actually just explained why they might use that. That's got... Fuck all to do with the conspiracy theory. But it's also, theory. also a bit of a, a bit of a coincidence that nobody was in that building that day. They evacuated it when the fire started. Love. Oh, there were people in that no, building. There are documentaries of people being in that building. <laughs> they were in that building. They left the building. One guy who loves to be who is on some conspiracy theory not job of a documentary about it. 
Do you remember? We watched it. He got stuck. Yeah, he got stuck there. Yeah. History doesn't even fully add up. But here, the other thing as well is the, uh, the a very interesting uh, occupant of that building was the Office of Emergency Management, where if a terrorist attack hit New York City, the uh, management of 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 that the entire attack and the emergency response system would be that would be their base, that would be their HQ, and it was in that building on the day of the largest uh, uh, terrorist attack on New York, nay American soil. Their their HQ for controlling it was hit. Yes, it's almost like the terrorists might know that and try and hit it so to disturb they, any reaction to they, it. They ricocheted a, a bit of debris on purpose. Okay, oh, well let's even go. This. Well let's even go. Uh, screw the structural point I made. Let's even go with okay. It was a controlled demolition. What makes you think it's the government and not terrorists planting bombs there? Your whole thing has been the government are involved in this. So why couldn't a terrorist have planted a bomb under WTC seven? Could could a terrorist actually get into a building? Where the CIA, the Department of Defense, the I, um, uh, the FBI, are, are in this highly yeah, highly I could secure. well believe they could. Then highly. I mean, look at how look at how since post nine eleven, how security measures in every area of life have changed because in, people uh, were yeah, too bloody areas. no, but people but like, were too bloody arrogant. And no, there's nothing stopping you entering that building. You could certainly get in the foyer. You could probably certainly get in the basement. You could probably get around the back where the bins are. Like <laughs> it's. I, I, I'm not quite sure you think it's so secure that, that no one could ever get into it. Well, if they had a spy on the inside as well, probably could. Fine. Let's... Anyway, let's stop focusing on Building 7. Okay. Let's, go to... you, you, go, let's go talk go about the actual trade centres. Fine. Yeah. You want to talk about the trade centres? Yeah. Tra- okay. I do. Because so, you've been dilly-dallying around speculative there points. Was, there was direct hits on both towers. Okay. Right. Direct uh, in around between the 60th and the 80th floors. Yes. No. Well, no, 60th and 80th was two different towers, love. It wasn't between the 60th. I know, I'm talking about both of them. Okay, that sounds like you're talking about one tower. No, 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 sorry, sorry. Be clear in debate, darling. Be clear. Yes, dear. Um, So, they go straight in. They they go straight in and they, they they gouge into the towers, okay? Now, what caused the towers to collapse? What what is what what caused the actual collapse? I'm actually asking you this question. It's not hypothetical. What actually caused the towers? Well, what do you think caused it? You're the one. P- p- I'm asking. No, I'm process. asking you. What caused the collapse? What do you know? What triggered the collapse? Yes, of the it was the compromise. The jet fuel and the heat and the fires caused the compromise. Compromise the the steel structure of the towers to cause it. Jet to fuel, you say? I've been dying to say this. <laughs> jet fuel can't melt steel beams. No one's saying it the, melted. Okay, here's the thing. Jet fuel burns at a temperature of 210 degrees centigrade. Hazard a guess what the melting temperature of steel is. Melting temperature of steel is between 1,371 degrees centigrade and 1,540 degrees centigrade. There's absolutely no way that jet fuel could get up to the heat needed to melt a steel beam in, or even deform a steel beam in order for it to Incorrect. collapse. Incorrect. It can't melt it, but you just talked about deforming it, right? So... Scientists and engineer experts, again, people who know a damn sight more about this than either of us do. Uh, no, excuse me, I did research on YouTube. Uh, agree that the steel structure <laughs> tower, they didn't need to melt for the buildings to collapse. Not at all. They just needed to be damaged enough to lose their structural integrity. And that requires much less heat than what you're describing. So, uh, so for example, even coming from, say, uh, there was this New York deputy fire chief, Vincent Dunn, right? He himself, who has attended multiple fires in buildings with steel structures, he says, I've never seen melted steel in a building fire, but I've seen a lot of twisted, warped, bent and sagging steel. What happens is the steel tries to expand at both ends and when it can no longer expand, it sags and the surrounding concrete cracks. So uh, 
there's a senior engineer, Farid, oh God, I hope I say his name right, Farid Alfwakhiri, and he works for the American Institute of Steel Construction, right? Okay. His comment on this was, steel loses about 50% of its strength at 1,100 degrees Fahrenheit. At, and at 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit, it is probably at less than 10%, right? The the heat that would have been achieved in the building is somewhere between jet fuel burns, as you said, between 800, in terms of Fahrenheit, anyway, because that's the figures I have. They use freedom units. 880 over, yeah. to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's 1,371 uh, to yeah. 1,540. So. so it absolutely would have lost at least 50% of its integrity and strength. Mm-hmm. If not more, because uh, it went higher than that, it could have lost up to 80, 70 and 80%, which is enough for the steel to warp, to bend and for it to give, particularly with uh, the how the fires rage and how the jet fuel travelled through the building. Because this is the other thing, right? Um, the, inf- the inferno was intensified by the combustible materials inside of it. Um, there are reports that like the pockets of fire in some place of the building hit 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. That is more than enough to practically destroy yes, the steel but now on that the jet fuel hang on no I haven't finished don't you've spoken a long time mate you've had your tinfoil hat all the shining and going so <laughs> it's time for some sense to speak some you know common sense to prevail the jet fuel was the ignition source it burned for maybe 10 minutes and the towers guess what were still standing for at least 10 minutes it's the rest of the stuff burning afterwards that then helped with the collapse right so what in the tower burned to that 1800 odd degree temperature it's the combo of everything in the tower Carpet, no, it, rugs, paper, oh, on, machinery, burn, extra explosions. At less, at less temperatures. It's the combo, love. It's it's an incremental increase you don't in add heat. On temperatures, that's not how it works. If you can't put out a fire, it's going to get hotter and hotter as it finds more material to burn. That is how it works. That is how these engineers decided to describe it as working. But do you, do know you, what, th- do, you think you know better than engineers? Do you know what does burn scientists? at that high a temperature? Ah, oh, what thermite. So thermite is used to cut through steel. Okay, it, it's a combination of iron oxide and aluminium and it burns at incredibly high temperature and it is actually used. But we don't need to, those temperatures. To cut through. No, we don't need those. No, I've just talked about However, Hang on, why are you how, introducing something we don't, uh, a chemical that wasn't present? It was. Why are Because was it, it was found in the debris around ground zero. The very distinctive red colouring of thermite was found on the steel in, uh, in, in ground zero after the attacks during the cleanup. Okay, why would there be thermite? There's no reason for thermite to be there unless, unless it was used in a controlled demolition to cut through the steel beams. Unless it's still there from the controlled friggin' explosion that happened in 1993 in the basement. It was only found that in the wasn't thermite finished. that was used, that was gas, that was mm, petrol. Yeah, so you say, but mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. also, you actually interrupted me and didn't let me finish my point. Suspense. Yeah. You're being really crappy today. You just keep uh, keep going and railroading me. It's pretty crappy. Uh, is this an edit point or are we going to leave this in? It's up to you. You're the editor. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> this is getting cut out. <laughs> um, well, you don't need to introduce any other chemicals. It was hot enough. You you said it's not hot enough to do it. I've just, we've just proved it is hot enough and you're still saying, aha, there was something else. So, oh. There's also the fact that jet fuel travelled through the building. So those temperatures would have gone all the way through the building, not just on the 80s floors, which is why it collapsed in the way it did. When it sliced through the elevator shafts, it the fuel travelled down and exploded. There are documentary makers and stuff who actually filmed this happening. They entered the lobby after the plane had hit in the towers, and as the elevators opened, people tumbled out on fire, and jets of friggin' flame came out because the ignited jet fuel had travelled. It acted as a friggin' conduit to send that fuel and that heat throughout the building. 
So nearly every friggin' floor was set on fire, all the way down to the base of the building. Doesn't require any special explosion from the base. It was burning from the base from the very beginning. At a temperature that would compromise the steel. Okay. So, on that... Just based on the smug look on your face over there, and the fact that we're at about an hour, nearly at an hour and seven minutes, I think we should... uh, Oh, you run out. You run out of uh, stuff, have you? Yeah. You're not going to talk about the puffs of smoke or the puffs of dust. I was going to talk about the puffs of dust. Or the earthquakes. The earthquakes, the seismic seismic Which was, yeah, there was. You know, from that reliable source, Alex Jones, yeah. Uh, Yes. Doctor Alex (laughs) Jones. I'm joking. Uh, No, look, I think we should. uh, Let's let's talk about what we actually think, what our actual feelings are, who is playing Devil's Podvocate this week, if you can't guess already. are you? No, obviously. No. I am absolutely playing devil's advocate. I feel filthy spouting that bullshit. You know, uh, I like I said, I love a good conspiracy theory. I really do. Uh, there are some questions I still have about it, like the purpose for going into Afghanistan, the fact that none of the countries that where the hijackers were actually were from were ever kind of, you know, there was no consequences for for those countries, or 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 the fact that Saudi Arabia because seemingly got away scot free, even though there's evidence that they pay, helped pay for this and there was funding for it. There's some odd, yeah, but that's money. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter. They sort of let you do whatever you want to their country with the money. Britain's the same. Yeah, Britain talks about fighting terrorism and sells weapons to to, to the Saudi royals, yeah. who then hand them over to freaking terrorists. But, but see, but that, that's thing. actually kind of proved my point. Why was Saudi? And we all know why Saudi wasn't coming after. Like you know, um, you know. You actually made my point, my more not my point, my my you you said my actual view on things. I think the U.S. was incredibly opportunistic after the nine eleven attacks. I think there was ineptitude in terms of the early warning system. There was ineptitude in terms of the uh, uh, prevention or of the possible prevention of this atta- of this attack or or the interception of this attack. And there was plain old fashioned bad luck. Do you know, there was a bit of bad luck. The fact that they were doing a war game that day so that, the, you know, their air defences were, weren't were at their best or where they should have been. Um, I think, I think actually, the, where the conspiracy theories, where the more interesting conspiracy and more plausible conspiracy theories actually lie is in the aftermath. Why Afghanistan? Why, why was it used to go into Iraq? They had no fucking right to go into Iraq over this. No right whatsoever. You know, uh, just opportunism. Exactly. I think it was opportunism and, and oil. Let's oil, let's, and money. oil let's profit over it. And, and let's face it, uh, to be honest, the vast majority of not just the American population, but the wider population is not critical enough to engage in that on that level and go, hang on, those those countries were they just go, oh, a brown Middle East country. So they're obviously involved in terrorism. Half of them can't even point out America on a map, never mind any of the stands. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. Um, I think there was an alliance on ignorance there mm, and, st- and stoking of fear. Absolutely, absolutely, and it was never—I don't think it was ever better used yeah. than after nine eleven. Yeah, I think as well for one of the best pieces of evidence. It sounds odd that it wasn't an inside job by the government. Was if you see that footage of George Bush being told. <laughs> Yeah. Duh. Well, not just that. No, because you say that. No, I actually feel really sorry for him. Yeah, me too. You know, the freaking Secret Service, he's in a classroom with kids doing a reading thing and the Secret Service lean into his ear and his face and he sits there with a the book and he... And some people criticised him for not reacting, not anything. And what I see, they say, oh, man who doesn't care. I don't see that. When I look at that on his face, it's terror. 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 It's He doesn't know what to do. He's yeah. a man paralysed 
I think by being out of his debt. He inherited the U.S. economy at the best state it had ever been. Will uh, Bill Clinton had balanced the, the 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 budget. You know the economy was thriving and booming and everything like that. So he inherited that. He probably went in there. Oh, grand! Yeah, I'm gonna have a good four years, and he's gonna be delighted with himself. You know, and it's like gonna handy out, and then all of a sudden. Oh shit! One of the most pivotal moments in American <laughs> yeah. history. Oh, modern, fuck, like... yeah, modern American history. But yeah, and he sat there for a good hour yeah. before he left yeah. or something, and people read my pet ghost, yeah, yeah, and criticised him for that. But I look at that, and you can read from. I think it's actually very clear from his body language, from his facial. Like he's trying to cover it, but that is a man terrified who doesn't who doesn't know what no. to do. He's utterly out of his depth. You can literally just you can already hear him go, "Daddy, help!" <laughs> I just I think uh, look at that. That wasn't caused by that man. That man oh, had no. no, had not a notion what was going to happen that day. Or organise his sock drawer, let alone and, a fucking. And there's certainly not a hint of good. My evil plan is manifested. Yeah, yeah. You know, now I can go and get the oil. That man didn't know. He had no clue, no. and he had no clue what to do. No. It's I, very evident to me. And like you know, I, I mentioned about you know his, his cabinet, his uh, uh, regime, and you know. Uh, Administration, not regime. Yeah, say cabinet. Uh, all right, UK. Okay, administration. I don't know. These it's are all foreign countries yeah, to yeah. me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so his, his administration. You know, they had he had some hugely heavy hitters in terms of like he had Colin Powell, he had Cheney, he had Condoleezza Rice, really, really influential, powerful, and intelligent politicians. Um, and but still, I don't think I think they acted. Not, I'm not agreeing with how they acted, but they. Uh, pounced on us they they absolutely acted uh, in an opportunistic way to get okay you know what I've always wanted to take some oil off those fuckers let's mm. use this as an excuse I've always wanted to you know test out this bomb on people let's use this as an excuse you know uh, we haven't had a good war in a while what's yeah. the, you know uh, I think 9-11 became a justification as you say for a lot of things I've always wanted to do and also a place where America could hold the moral high ground yes. in a way it's always tried to. But now it couldn't just hold it as we're heroes of the world. It could hold it in. We were victimized. Mm-hmm. They had the victimization we're moral high ground. We're fighting back. Yeah. yeah. No I mean, one bullies America, yeah. which is ironic. But uh, yeah, it says America bullies everyone else. But um, yeah, it, 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 it strikes me as it gave America actually a status of heroic victimhood mm. that they could use politically to and get like, what they wanted and, and you can argue back because what terrible thing had been done to them and they totally fucking played on it like I mean you know the, the Hollywood language they use the axis of evil you know the uh, the coalition of the willing like I yeah. mean da, 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 it was so fucking it was so bravado American bullshit-esque you yeah. know and like it, and, let's, and let's also not forget that like Osama Bin Laden had declared in the 90s a fatwa yeah. on, on America absolutely so he I, absolutely had the motive and the means and okay he initially didn't associate himself with it but he did after a few months and and various threats were put to america this will happen again and i don't i I, I don't i think they didn't go after him initially in um on purpose uh with good reason i mean the 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 you know seal team six going in and putting a bullet in his head in pakistan that happened a couple of years back um they could have done that in 2001 2002 dragged it out on purpose say okay let's see if we can milk the middle east for all it's worth let's see if we can get those natural resources that we need we're running out of oil let's get that oil let's get that power let's get that little kind of you know center of of u.s abroad yeah you know right next to our traditional enemies iran and iraq you know and even though yeah they've gone against iraq you know they've, they've kind of gone into iraq and all that kind of stuff but let's get in there 
and, ha- and starts stoking the fires of influence and control in the Middle East. You know, they, they wanted to finish their work. All those people I mentioned in the administration were also in George Bush Sr.'s administration during Gulf War One. Mm. you know it was it was there was a bit of unfinished business going on there i i fully believe it there was and i think that's one of the big reasons that they went in but like i said and i've always said this to be honest with you i really really don't think that a government could sacrifice that amount of just ordinary civilians for you know on purpose for the sake of money or oil or no matter what it was i don't think there's even People don't do their own citizens. They always do. They they always do the others. Yeah, I think they actually could, even though I argued that exact point. <laughs> I think they could. I think they they generally wouldn't know because of how popular it would be. I don't think there's any moral issue there actually. Um, but I don't think they could have organised it. I, it's more that for me. I yeah. actually don't see for me, and it's one of the tricky things on these hardcore large scale conspiracies. As I said earlier, the thing that me it isn't the moral morality preventing them. We can't kill our own people. Mm. Actually, throughout history, I know they're soldiers, but they've shown no issue with human taking human life if it actually and usually about resources, not mm. even for moral means or whatever. No issue doing that, and I don't think they have any issue with the average American mm. Joe doing that because who who are they? They're just the average American Joe. Yeah. They don't honor them in the way they claim to in their ideology, like, but. I genuinely don't think the amount of people it would require to be in on it to pull it off for all those elements that you were describing. I actually think that would be very hard to pull off without there being some kind of leak, some kind of breakdown in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, and I don't think they have the intelligence or the organisation actually to pull that off across all those departments. All you have to look at is the NSA and Edward Snowden, mm. do you know, and, and how easy it was for one man to say nope and for everything to be exposed. Yeah. Now, nothing changed, but all it took was one guy yeah. and a USB, st- USB key yeah. to say, fuck this. And yeah. he met, like, I mean, if Adonio hasn't watched Citizen 4, the documentary about him, yeah, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Oh, my and then, God. And there is that, actually. It didn't occur to me, as you just said it, you know, frigging even with WikiLeaks and stuff, mm-hmm. the massive leak, um, information leaks we've had based on governments kind of thing. If there really was some concrete FinSec paper, recently, e- paper evidence, papers, yeah. surely there would have been something that mm-hmm. about 9-11 that would have concre- concretely raised uh, these anything. conspiracy questions and nothing nothing absolutely a nothing. lot of other friggin bad war behavior and usually within those wars in those mm. countries and stuff but there isn't any i i have certainly not and hey i could be wrong it's not like i have exhaustible knowledge of this i didn't hear of anything through the various leaks that have happened over the years as, as uh, information's gone way more digital there's been nothing that, yeah. to back up these 9-11 conspiracy theories. Uh, only things I've heard is uh, is actually just ineptitude, not yeah. maliciousness. Yeah. That's the thing. Everything seems to be, and a lot of reports seem to conclude from various countries in the world that it was ineptitude more than so anything. It's called Hanlon's Razor. It's one of my favourite things. It's never put down to malice, but you can put down to human stupidity. And yeah, that's the biggest, uh, that is one of the greatest diseases in the world is human stupidity. Uh, I also think with America, arrogance. I oh, think yeah. there's elements of why weren't they prepared. I think there was, even though they may no have been registering threats, us. they thought, we're America. Because mm. I remember certainly in terms of the zeitgeist thoughts after what, well, partly what shook, shook America and, and beyond. But in America, it was like, we're America. Yeah. How could anyone do this to us. America? Yeah, it was, we are America. It, it wasn't a kind of a, jeez, how can I even do this to us? I mean, what the fuck? It was how they could, how, the audacity to do yeah. it to us. And also I think yeah. the genuine shock of, but we're power. Mm. How could, we're untouchable? Team America, World Police. Yeah, like, like, you know, are you not grateful for what we do? Do you know yeah. for you and you know? But also, just no one else would be capable. I think mm. there was an element of no. Who else is powerful enough in the world to even attack us in this way? Mm. 
I think it really caught them off guard. You could feel that. I put the shits up them because I, yeah. all of a sudden it wasn't uh, it, it it wasn't Vietnam anymore. It wasn't Russia. It wasn't country on country. It was like a ragtag bunch of lads going fuck you and yeah. using a plane as a missile. Yeah. And as you as you said earlier, the fact that Al Qaeda doesn't have one base. Yeah. How do you fight that then? That's terrible. And the same with ISIL and and, and yeah. Al Qaeda and, and you know governments like, like to put to people simple solutions. They want to point to one place and go, they're bad, they're evil, black and white. Yeah we're going after you the can... bad guys and we're the heroes. Exactly. So I think there was a lot of that in terms of why, yes, the oil, the opportunities, but I think there was also, they reacted mm-hmm. and they had to go after countries they could just go identify mm. baddies you, for the American people sell, you, to get behind it. You can it. sell a war to a country, but you can't sell a war on an ideology. No. You know, and, and nor can you fucking fight one either. Like, I mean, to it's the same with like the war on drugs. Yeah. Do you know, it's like, how do you, you, you it's a, it's a nonsense concept, the which, war on drugs. Which like. was absolutely like kind of started in the 80s by uh, the CIA. To, we'll maybe do a podcast that, now. That, that, that could be an episode. episode. On, on that note, <laughs> uh, I think we should uh, wrap, it. wrap it up. I think we will run hell over time, but sure, look, you know no, what? It's not We're time. making up for Yeah, and also, these are, this is our podcast, babes. We can make it as long or as short as we want. Well, if you Sometimes s- you've got to take your sweet, sweet time. Oh, no, no. Oh, that, that's where you're going with it. Nothing a bit long. No. You gotta woo it. What? No? What? Am I missing out something? Okay, so um, if you want to get in touch with us about this, have a bit of a a row with us about it, or you know, give us your crackpot or non or non crackpot theories. You know, if we missed out, because I'm sure we did, because there were so many Mm. conspiracy. We haven't touched on the Pentagon, which I I had I had some stuff on. And there was also a lot of other stuff, like I briefly said about the puffs of. Puffs of smoke and, and the, the flashes pancaking. of light and the pancakes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff there. If there's anything you think we missed and you'd like to sort of engage us in a mm. weird podvocate debate, absolutely go for it. You can get in touch with us. Or if you've got a suggestion of something you'd like us to do an episode on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we have a few all right now. We've been reviewing a list of, of our potential episodes that we made over a year ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and this was some we were going to... They, they don't really stand up anymore, so... I think a few more suggestions wouldn't go astray. We'd love to hear what you think. Well, that's what people are interested yeah, in. We'd exactly. love to hear what you... We know what we're interested in, but what are you interested yeah. in, you know? So how can they tell us all this wonderful stuff, Anna? Well, there's all our various social media things. You can find us on uh, Facebook as Devil's Podvocate. If you type that in, we come up. Uh, you can get us on uh, Twitter, at Devil's Podvocate. Uh, also that on Instagram, at Devil's Podvocate. And then there's also our Gmail. Um, which Gmail? is the devil's podvocate at gmail.com yeah that's it so please yeah we look forward to hearing from you and hopefully hopefully it won't be as long before the next episode no, we'll try no, and get one next week we've got to get back into the swing of it we've been bad we've been naughty life happened but there's laziness too you know oh yeah and actually getting behind the mic again I've really enjoyed yeah, it actually it's really really good so we're going to leave you with that now Dave and I are going to go away maybe have a wee drink he's going to play with my twin towers hey. and hey <laughs> I had to I had to get one in Only somewhere took an hour and 20 minutes hey I like to keep them guessing they'll never know when <laughs> <laughs> when the innuendo might strike um, so thank you so much for listening I'm Anna I'm Dave and we will engage with you again next week take care of yourself bye bye